0: Free advice, free advice, would you like some free advice, free advice, free advice forever? Whew. Good evening, advisees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Makes it sound like we're like meeting up in a group in high school, like all the advisees. Did my... you have
0: advisor? Yes, I did. Me too. Okay. I didn't know that those were common.
1: I thought they were universal. Really? But Did you I, get to pick your advisor? Uh, sometime, some years in older years we got to pick them.
0: Hmm. Same. Yeah. We also got to pick them until you were selected as a prefect, and then you were an ad- assigned an advisor.
1: What's a prefect?
0: A Isn't prefect is like a Harry Potter like, thing. Or it's something? similar to that. Yeah, I think it's like a tradition at those <laughs> types of uh, private, fake universities, school yeah, type places. Yeah, yeah. You have prefects. You have demerits. That's like your punishment. Did oh, you have demerits?
1: But no. But okay. still, what is a prefect?
0: A prefect is a person who is assigned as like a leader of the older students oh. that can help younger students if they need something. Oh, okay. You're supposed to be like an example and it's an honor got to it, be selected it, as a prefect. They had a prefect point system at my high school. So like every extracurricular activity you did and your GPA squared, oh factored into the prefect points.
1: Why did they square it?
0: Um So that it... Mattered more as you got higher. Like a ninety nine was worth oh. the jump from a ninety eight to ninety nine was higher than a ninety one to a ninety two or something.
1: But if everyone's like, well, I what I don't understand why that would make do you, any difference. Do you
0: want to get into the formula? I'll explain it. But I think that most people are going to be like oh, a couple math nerds. Let's put on some raunchy podcasts. But we're talking about Square Network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll explain what exponential growth is and why that would be useful in a but formula But, like, like, if this. everyone's
1: going to rank the exact same, what's the difference?
0: They're, not everyone's going to rank these. So, okay, there's a cutoff line that is determined based on they probably want a certain number of prefects. Like, say, ah. 25 of the seniors become prefects or okay. something like that. Um, there's a head prefect. So that's the person <laughs> who got the Christ most me.
1: The, the latter of nerdy nincompoops.
0: Yeah. Well... You might think that. It was a
1: high honor. I get it. I get it. I get it.
0: It Yes, it was sometimes. I mean, it always was. But, but they had
1: to square it just to make it like a little bit extra, like fucking fart smelly.
0: With squaring the grade, I don't think most of the kids knew that your GPA was squared. I just am pulling that out of my memory chest right now.
1: What else is in your memory chest? Uh,
0: plenty of things. Uh, yeah, are you just, what memories do I have? Is yeah, that yeah, the yeah, question yeah, I'm yeah. supposed well, to react to?
1: Yeah, I guess, but like not all of them are. In, maybe the memory chest is reserved specifically for things that you, like, hold near and dear. I don't know.
0: Um, the way the foam crumbled on the pillow polo paddles that we used in gym class oh, to play pillow polo.
1: That's very sensory. I like that. Yeah. What Did it have a smell? Yes. Okay. It
0: smelled like foam. It was a <laughs> wow, vivid. <laughs> kind of a new shoe type of smell. Oh, okay, okay. That helps you.
1: New shoe, but crumbling and old. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so what's that rubber, fabric, sweaty sock?
0: Yeah, it was a sweaty one. Some of the old ones were kind of dusty. I'm thinking of the new ones that replaced Mm. them.
1: Okay. All right. Um, Welcome to free advice. (laughs)
0: you You really got me. Morgan, we're going to get right into the question, okay? That was the point. (laughs) Don't you remember last episode? (laughs) It's a roller coaster ride. Don't you remember? We get right to the question (laughs) and then we can have our fun afterwards.
1: Oh my God. You've been
0: trying to start with dessert. You've been trying to do upside down dinner time and that we're not a vampire household, Morgan. My
1: dad always said life's short, eat dessert first. And he would. He would go to restaurants and order dessert. Your father was a vampire. What did you say? My dad's a vampire? vampire, As far as I know, he's not.
0: Vampires sleep upside down, they also want to have upside down dinner.
1: Pretty sure my dad's bed was horizontal always.
0: All right. Here's a question. You ready?
1: I guess so. We're not going to welcome them to free advice and tell them who we are and none of those things.
0: You want to do that?
1: I mean, I articulated my desire to do it by doing it. Okay. But so welcome to free advice, (laughs) (laughs) the podcast where we chit chat for two minutes and then Arbitrarily decide to go into the question because it's a new format we decided on, but we didn't did really that. discuss. We
0: do-, do you want to stop this, shut no. this thing down? No, no, do you want to have I'll a double fisty down. Fight I'll double down. Right oh, we're
1: having your first fight right now. <laughs> you want
0: to threaten violence?
1: Did we have we ever fought? Have Why we ever had a
0: fight? I um, not we never screamed at each other, right? We That's haven't true. gotten heated. We maybe there's like a, a cold thing said and then. Tension, mm. silence for a couple minutes, and then maybe another thing said. But I can't even think. Of I that. don't even
1: think. Yeah. Maybe
0: on the road trip to or from Burning Man is the time that I would uh, have done that.
1: Yeah. I, sometimes it's more like expressing our needs like in a way that's like not because we're like tired. It's not as like careful as you might yeah. otherwise. And then it's just like, oh, okay, I'm responding to that, or like, I don't agree, but like, whatever. I don't yeah. think it's ever escalated past.
0: No, we've definitely never hit each other.
1: Do right in anger. (laughs) Do we think that's an indication of um,
0: civility? Sure.
1: I mean, do we think it's a positive indication for our friendship? Do we think, or do we think there's like Uh, shit under the surface that we're not addressing?
0: Um. Yeah, maybe if we were closer, we'd fight more. Maybe if we just shared more time together and mm. like had more common resources, more friction would occur. But like, yeah. we we just don't hang out enough to fight. But it's it, we could get there if we. <laughs> <laughs> we've.
1: I think we've been there. We've hung out that much. We've hung out enough potentially mm. to fight, but not for long enough. Like not for a long enough. Yeah. Era.
0: Yeah, that's what I think it is.
1: Um. Anyway, that's Rob Zaleski.
0: Yeah, um, and Beard. that's Morgan
1: Beard over there. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to play along, so I was going to intro myself too. This is a podcast where we, again, talk for two minutes and then jump into an advice question for free. You're yeah. welcome.
0: People are often asking me, like, what is the podcast? <laughs> uh, what is it? Are people supposed to take you seriously or are mm. they supposed to not? And I'm like, well, oh. they're supposed to figure that out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they are. But definitely not all the time. Right. And not if you need your hand held through that, you know, go back to watching Sesame Street. But you can take it all seriously. And they make that very clear. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do any sarcastic irony or anything. But, you know, we throw some fastballs. We throw some change-ups. And we throw some curveballs. I
1: think Ses—I think there are light moments of Sesame Street that are not to be taken seriously. I think they they rib. They cut up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> My study of Sesame Street is slightly closer than yours, perhaps.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, no, yeah. More of a Muppets guy myself.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: and Muppet Babies.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, what do you like about Muppets versus Sesame Street?
0: Um, The intended audience. It's more mature.
1: I see. (laughs) You like it better because it's more for you. The characters don't talk slow and like. They need kids to understand them. And they don't teach you numbers and letters. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's so. like a bunch of shit I already know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have sure, more sure, sure, sure. funny jokes.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: Yeah, there's more adult content, characters yeah. like Miss Piggy.
1: Yeah. Who is the Muppets for? Is it it's for kids, I guess, right?
0: Uh it's for uh mature kids. <laughs> sophisticated children. Kids
1: with beards. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> refined kids. Kids with a monocle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I love animal.
0: <laughs> I did though, yeah. Yeah. Swedish chef is funny to anyone.
1: I don't know who Swedish chef is.
0: He's the chef who speaks a, a version of Swedish and oh. chops things up. Okay. I'm not That's gonna,
1: funny.
0: I'm not going to get into it, but it was, we'll watch some YouTube clips, okay? Some of my okay. favorite Muppet clips later. Um, okay. People are starving for advice, so can we get to that? <laughs> can we, please?
1: I wouldn't want anyone to die on my account.
0: Yes. Okay. Here's a question from Reddit. It comes from user Emmy CF. Emmy like Emma as a nickname and CF like the letters. (laughs) Their question is titled how to have fun. Okay. I feel lost. Have many friends. They like hanging in Dutch weed bars where they just kind of sit and chill and smoke weed. I quit weed a long time ago. I try to pull them to nice, proper bars and do more fun, uplifting things, but it's not effective, or they leave early because they just want to chill again. <laughs> I go to clubs with friends from time to time, but it's pretty underground and they all use drugs. I love the music, but I'm tired of going to these things. So lately, I've been doing vidya and DJing in my room by myself. I'm bored, I feel limited. I want to go to rooftop bars like pick related. I want to meet people, dress well, get drunk, connect, have lunch with some people I can relate with. But how? Where do Mm. I start? Is there anyone here that can relate?
1: Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So it feels like sort of the subtext of the whole post is this person wants to feel related to.
0: Yes. Um, Let's start with that. Uh, Yes, I can relate. To uh, feeling like you're stuck in a pattern with a group of friends that you no longer are enjoying the activities that you're doing with them yeah. and uh, you still feel loyalty towards the people and affection for them, mm-hmm. but you recognize that, oh man, this thing that we do, this routine is not these aren't my values anymore. and that's a yeah. part of growth. That's part of the growing pains of uh, switching up your priorities.
1: Totally, totally. And it's so it's so tempting to be like, well, I just want to take these same people and drop them into, like, the social setting that I prefer. Yeah. You know, like the, um, you know, a, what they call, like, a proper bar, you know, right. rooftop bar, whatever, lunch. Um, you know, and so I think that there's, um, you know, probably that temptation, like I said, of, of wishing that you could keep the same people and just sort of rotate the wheel of, of the things that you guys do together. Um, but, you know, if it sounds like you've tried that, And they're still drawn to doing the thing, you know, going back and uh, smoking at the cafes. Um, And so it kind of seems like for those people, that's their priority. And you're starting to identify that you have different priorities. Mm -hmm. And that can be a really tough thing to grapple with.
0: I want to take back me saying that this is necessarily growth. It's just a different (laughs) – well, I think that that can be a dangerous way of looking at it. You can Mm. develop a superiority over these friends. Right, right, totally. Proper people at real (laughs) bars, we drink. And you guys who smoke weed, that's like a lowly thing to do.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I don't think that there's really an inherently one is better than the other.
1: Just a fork in the road. Exactly. Uh,
0: I have seen this division, though, amongst Mm -hmm. social groups that there are the drinkers and the smokers. And, like, uh, I have the theory that alcohol turns the volume down on the world and weed turns the volume up. So, like, a place that's really crowded and loud, if you're high, you might not want to be at that place. But if you're drunk, oh, great. Yeah, keep it even Mm. louder and more crowded. And then, like, a place where a bunch of stoners are hanging out, a drunk person's like... Yeah, this is boring. Can we like get up and do right. something that's right. more stimulating?
1: Yeah, that's a really good theory. Um and so Thanks. I think it's interesting to um you know kind of reflect on what are my preferences and and where are they coming from? What kind of energy um you know am I wanting to immerse myself in when I'm in this state um or just being sober, you know, cuz yeah. people want different things and it's not Better or worse, just like you said, it's just different. And I think that if you are struggling to uh, get value out of the experiences that these people have decided are now, you know, is now their priority, you know, like like you're doing. It's up to you to go for the activities that you do want to do. And unfortunately for now, the price you're paying is that you're doing them by yourself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, the suggestion that I'm kind of tiptoeing up to is that, you know, it's important to find people that do, do want to do the same thing so that nobody feels like they're really compromising. Because everyone has, uh, you know, the we work, everyone works really hard. Everyone, you know, wants, wants and deserves to live the kind of life that they want to live and recreate the way that they want to recreate. And it's really unfortunate that there's this group of friends that you really enjoy or, you know, you have this history with um, and to have to kind of let go of that by prioritizing a different type of activity and, and maybe finding people who prefer that as well, like, that's really hard. It's giving up a lot. And it's like your decision between, you know, do I care more about these people and staying with them and sacrificing what I want to do in terms of activities or do I care more about, Um, doing the activities I want to do and then allowing that to dictate the population that I do it with. And you might find that the people who now are on that same level of you, again, not higher or lower, but just on that same plane, uh, you might relate to even better. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Uh, I think that it doesn't mean that you stop caring about your friends because you have a different interest at that moment. All these things are in flux. And maybe there will be a day when Uh, going to these cafes and smoking with these people serves you better again. Mm -hmm. Um, At the moment, you want to get dressed up. Okay, cool. Uh, Get dressed up and go be with those people. Now, you're asking how do I get started? That's tough. I have been there where it's like I want to go out, but I don't want to go out by myself. If I had a friend, then it'd be easy to meet people. Mm -hmm. I think um, if you pick a location that seems like Oh, that would be a spot where I would like to be with those people. Just going there with some type of a mission, give yourself a goal of like, okay, I'm going to write an article about, uh, it's something about the place, like people's favorite drink here. Give yourself any kind of dumb conversation starter, just an excuse to start talking to people if that's Mm -hmm. a hurdle. And then just approaching people and asking them like, so uh, I'm considering writing an article about this place. Like, how did you find out about it? Mm -hmm. And then- if they press further about what's this article be like, honestly, I just came up with it to talk to people and people will be, I think, usually amused by that Actually, I'm just insane. (laughs) Well, everybody's a bit insane and like, you can laugh at yourself and be like, I've just struggled to initiate conversations with people. But look, now we're talking.
1: Um, Yeah, no, totally. I'm just, I'm totally fucking with you. Yeah. I, um, I am someone who loves doing things alone. Um, I just went on like a four day trip by myself and, uh, just had the best fucking time because I've talked about it on the podcast before, like how, you know, I'm going to movies myself and doing all these different things. And there really is a hurdle, even for me having done this a ton of different times and trusting that I will meet people or I won't. And that doesn't matter. You know, trusting that I will meet people, people will like me. There will be an initial awkwardness, but I have to get over it. Like even knowing all of that with prior experience, there is still a huge hurdle to get over in terms of it's not the norm socially and if you're going into a social setting to try to eschew is that the right word
0: yeah avoid the,
1: yeah the the social norm you're you're putting you're making yourself really vulnerable mm-hmm. and that's terrifying because you're thinking like oh my god is someone going to Conclude that I don't have friends. Conclude that I'm a loser and, you know, not worth talking to because I don't already have someone I'm going there with. Right. Um, but that stuff is all just narratives in our head. Um, and I often feel the most confident when I go out by myself because I'm not, like, beholden to doing anyone else's idea of, like, what a good time is. Like, I can be exa- like whatever version of myself I want. And I think for you, starting to... Step into, who do I want to be? What kind of activities do I want to do? How do I want to meet people and connect? I think that's a really um, would be a really valuable fear for you to focus on overcoming.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's a dumb metaphor. I love it. Uh, hanging out with people is like a sporting event. Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't just step onto the football field (laughs) suited up, having not done a single day of practice Mm. first. So what's your practice? Doing the stuff you like by yourself. And then, you know, go see the movie by yourself. And then by the time you go see that movie with somebody else, you will have already come up with all the great little comments to make (laughs) at the right moments in the movie that will seem like it's the first time that you're seeing that movie. And they'll be like, wow, this guy's clever. You must be a
1: professional football player.
0: Yeah, exactly. You might be a professional footballer. Cause this guy's in the Netherlands, so he probably thinks we're talking about, like, footy. Um, that, yeah, you can even predict things that are going to happen in the movie and be like, see?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go out and be a smartass. Um, what do you
0: think it means rooftop bars that are, like, pick-related? Do you think that's, like, mo- film stuff?
1: I have no idea. There was another there's thing some, in that question that was language, like, Vidya, and I was like, what in the
0: fuck I assume, um, lately I've been doing Vidya and DJing in my room by myself. I think Vidya is playing video games.
1: Oh.
0: Or it could be watching videos, but. Oh, okay, okay. Vidya okay. Oh, it's like shorthand DJing. for those activities. I think it's probably video games. Okay. And, and DJing, meaning
1: yeah. mixing. Yeah. Oh, no, I got DJ, DJing. I'm good on. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah. Okay. I think it's listening to music. Yeah. Maybe with. The uh, record transitions and scratching and stuff, but sure. probably not. Probably just playing music.
1: Sure. Um, Hanging it's out interesting. Alone, you know, yeah, spending It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because some of those activities, you know, lend themselves more easily to like participating in them with a group. DJing specifically, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like playing video games, also it's hard because you... In order to have someone over to do something like that, you have to have kind of slightly a more intimate relationship. It can be hard to, you know, it can be easy to go out and have, you know, kind of a like, oh, let's get brunch together. That's a very sort of like level one friend ask. But like someone who is comfortable. Come back to my place. Come back to my place. Play Mario Kart. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be on a different level. And it, it can be hard to like climb your way up that ladder to get comfortable enough with someone that you're like... Put on your gem jams. Come on over. I'll be
0: honest. I tend to try and start people at that level. At video games. I recognize when people are resisting uh-huh. to that, especially yeah. women, because they're like, oh, you're probably
1: uh, this is probably a sex
0: request. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, I just don't want to eat out at a restaurant. Yeah. I'd rather like cook the food. Yeah. We're just gonna be more comfortable at my apartment, trust me. Um Yeah. So I do often try to get people like sometimes even people who I just moved to LA and I heard you're like in the entertainment industry. Can I get some, uh, can we get coffee? And I'm like, yeah, just come over for breakfast. I'm <laughs> <not> making breakfast <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I did that with a person like a month or two ago. Oh,
1: my God. Have How it go? Seen him.
0: Great. I don't think that they were uncomfortable with being on my balcony. I think it's nicer. It was free for them. Yeah. You know.
1: I like going out for coffee and like those little things just because I do often spend a lot of time at home. Yeah. Although a lot of my clients, I meet them like out for coffee. So it's not like that's like, you know, the most exciting like way and unique way for me to be like out on the town. Um, But anyway, as far as like how getting back to MECF, you know, how do you even get started with someone? Um, There are, thankfully for us, similar to Reddit, so many amazing online platforms for meeting people. And meeting all different types of people, and for all different types of like connections, yeah. and you know, so now there are apps for like meeting friends, and apps for meeting people based on activities you enjoy, like you know, meetup groups and stuff. And I mean, I always recommend that to people, and they're always like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, and then like, I don't think ever really take that advice because there's still, there can still be sort of that stigma and that that fear hurdle of like. Uh, like it's okay to kind of engage with this online, but actually going and doing it in person and overcoming that slight vulnerability of like, we all know we're here because we're not like with our other friends or we, we couldn't yeah. quote unquote, couldn't find someone to do X, Y, or Z yeah. with. And it's just like, it's just an excuse that we often buy into to keep ourselves like small and stuck. And anytime that I've ever gone out on a limb and tried one of these types of things. I've really enjoyed it. Like Like
0: meetup groups. yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not like it results in like my best friends or anything, you know, necessarily. Um, but it is a way to like check out a new place. Just like you're saying, like go to a certain restaurant, go to a certain bar, um, you know, DJ or see someone DJ. I don't know, like the lingo of like what DJs really do and how they hang out and you know, whatever spin a spin around with someone. I don't know. That's clearly not language that anyone uses i was just kind of trying to
0: just... no, you're doing great. Keep yeah
1: going, <laughs> but anyway my point is what what can we um think about it like you know this doesn't have to be my next best friend this is just an avenue for me to have an excuse to just sort of like the i'm writing a story about this kind of entry way Mm -hmm. it's like it's just giving you a container for doing something that you already wanted to do it doesn't have to result in anything specific it doesn't have to make you new best friends it doesn't have to replace your old stoner friends Mm -hmm. it's just a way for you to practice to dip your toe in the water of like how do I make new friends and how do I find people that enjoy the same things as me and you might meet someone who you would consider seeing again and they might introduce you to their friends you might click better with you know, you can kind of like hippity hoppity, like through the. I'm really regretting saying hippity hoppity. No, um, but I'm imagining, I'm imagining like Tarzan swinging on different vines, and you you choose one vine at first that's like, okay, this is the most appealing option I have right now, or my only option. And then you see a different vine, and you're like, oh, actually, that'll be great. And rip, and you go over there and you grab that one, and you just kind of keep going and like trading up until you find people that really do fit.
0: I think. Uh... That's great advice. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, <sighs> I felt real lost in the middle there. No. So every once in a while, I start down something and I'm like, where in Not God's name am I going with this? You're
0: doing so good right oh, now. Thank you. All honey. the DJing stuff is good Aww. too. Um, when you're uh, meeting people like this, it's important to express it to them that you'd like to hang out again or just yeah. that you liked them in more than the passing conversations mm-hmm. worth of uh, talking. And so uh, ask yourself if uh, what would I like a person to ask me Ooh, if yeah. uh, they wanted to be friends Yeah, and like, you know, write that down or say that out loud to yourself and then say that to people that you like. And if they're like you, they won't mind the way that you're expressing that, whether that's just like, hey, I enjoyed talking to you um, and I'm looking for friends. Can I get your number? Um, whatever that is, if there's yeah. a, a ambiguity about dating around it and or you're uncomfortable about like whether this seems like you're asking them on a date or whether it makes it seem like you're gay or straight or something that you're not then uh you can be explicit about that but that's that's just one of the things that i've used to talk myself out of asking people for Mm. information is that oh they'll think that it's this other thing and
1: the other thing i've seen a lot of people do is like specific like think of something specific Mm-hmm. That you want to like invite them to mm-hmm. or connect on at a later time, so it's yeah. not just like, "Can I have your number?" It's like, "Oh, actually, I'm doing this other event or trying to check yes. out this other thing this time. Like, would you be interested in coming with right. me? Let's exchange information or whatever."
0: I heard about this DJ yeah. that is similar to this guy. Have you heard yeah. of? No, you haven't. Oh, okay. Give me your number. I'll invite. I'll Swedish send you the info.
1: spins a lot. No, it's not <laughs> yeah. Swedish. What is it? <laughs> What country are we in right now?
0: Uh, Netherlands. Netherlands It seems like the Netherlands because they have the the coffee shops. Okay. The
1: The vidjas.
0: Vidjas, I assume, is video games. Um, I think uh, another thing is if you're finding yourself comfortable in that routine of uh, vidyas and DJing (laughs) at home, um, challenge yourself to go a week without those things that comfort Mm -hmm. you in your solitude and – you'll get bored and that boredom will motivate you to go someplace that's maybe a little less boring. You might yeah. make friends in unexpected places. It might not be the totally. rooftop bars where everybody's dressed up. But yeah. if you if you do want to go there, that's great. Yeah. Then go do them. But if it's difficult to do that alone, um, you can give yourself a mission, like I said, or try other things that are not as hard. Maybe an, an exercise class. Sports are a great way to meet people um, cultural yeah. events, gallery openings. Totally. And they art often exhibits. have wine
1: if you're, and, they they and people wine. get dressed up. Yes,
0: if you want to drink, <laughs> there's plenty of drinking. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what city you're in, but I'm sure that there are some cultural events, uh, the theater, um, the less conversation in that than mm-hmm. in like an art gallery. But um, yeah, these are places you can go and meet people.
1: Yeah, totally. The other thing I wanted to say is yeah. that rooftop bars. Or really any place that has a bar, even a restaurant that has a bar, like that's to me an easier way of going by myself somewhere. Because if I sit at the bar, I'm guaranteed to at least have the option of interacting with the bartender. Yeah, and it feels a little bit easier than like sitting down at a table and eating alone. Yeah, there's it's socially that it's just a slight. Uh, you know, turn in the direction of social acceptability. It's
0: expected that other people will come up and sit near you at the bar as exactly. space fills up, but at your yeah. table, it's And like, being oh, next gonna... to someone, yeah.
1: um, you know, and facing the same direction uh, often sort of eases that transition between I'm not talking to this person and, and suddenly we are talking about something because mm-hmm. so we're looking at the same things. We're, um, you know, similarly engaged. Yes. Yeah. And, and even if you don't talk to anyone, like sometimes sitting at the bar just feels less lonely. Um, if I'm traveling by myself and I, you know, go somewhere, I um, will definitely choose to sit at the bar just to feel a little bit more like connected, even if mm-hmm. I'm not trying to necessarily like socialize or strike up a conversation directly. It feels more like you're eating with people or restaurants you know what you could also do you could also look at restaurants that have communal seating yeah there are some restaurants that have like those long tables where you just everyone's like sitting together I mean you know chances are you'll be sitting with people that are wanting to have their own kind of experience but again it it sort of lessens the the threshold
0: I've uh I've never been to those really but it sounds cool
1: yeah, it's fun I, unless you're yeah. going there like wanting to have like a private, yeah, you know, yeah. wh- like then a first date, which I've definitely there. done before. <laughs>
0: don't go there. Yeah. Um, so let's say that this all goes according to plan, that you meet some new people at rooftop bars or that like going to rooftop bars and you're going to them with them. You all get dressed up together. You, mm-hmm. you have drinks together. Um, and you're feeling guilty about the invitations you're turning down from your stoner friends to go hang out at the cafes. Um Take an inventory of uh, which of them you like having a personal relationship with and uh, invite them to do one-on-one things. Um, This is where being a good host is very uh, valuable and that you can set the terms of like, oh, let's meet up for a meal that I'll cook you or let's um, play the sport together Or let's like go do this thing that we do have a shared connection on, even just going for a walk. And if it's somebody that you like to talk about your relationships with or Mm -hmm. feelings or um, career ambitions or whatever you've related to about with that person. Yes. um, Keep that alive. And don't think that just because your like primary social scene has shifted that you have to uh, abandon those people that you want an individual connection with.
1: Totally. I'm so glad that you brought up connecting with them individually because I often find that people are so different in, you know, our group setting versus just one-on-one. And it it opens up the library of like, what are the options for how I can connect? What dimensions can I connect to this person on? Whereas in a group, you know, even in the most wonderful, well-intentioned group, there's Uh, you know, you're often subject to groupthink of like, okay, we all feel this way or, you know, there's this dominant sort of culture that emerges in a group and it's not, you know, positive or negative. Um, it's, it can be a really fun dynamic, but often individuals' opinions get lost and you may even find that within your group of friends, there's like one or two people that aren't into you know, getting stoned at the cafe every single time, and and would be interested in kind of segmenting the group and doing different things. And I also love your suggestion of, um, you know, setting setting the terms for, uh, the hangout yourself by yeah. inviting them. You know, you initiate it, so you get to hand pick the people and the activity. And maybe there's some third thing, that kind yes, of
0: that's what I marries,
1: was there. yeah yeah that kind of marries the the quote unquote chiller context of the cafe with something that's a little more quote-unquote proper. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. I don't know. I just – I (laughs) think that, you know, it doesn't have to be choosing between getting stoned on a couch and saying nothing – and, you know, getting drunk and being super like hyped at if a rooftop it's, bar. If it's
0: an issue of contention, uh, don't invite them one-on-one to come to the rooftop bar with you that they don't like doing that you're always <laughs> trying to drag them to. Pick like a third thing that neither right. of you particularly like that's kind of like more neutral territory. Pick somebody <laughs> you
1: specifically hate and then grumble about <laughs> no, it together. Not,
0: yeah, well, that actually can <laughs> Right? It's not that terrible. Not yeah, a terrible yeah, yeah. suggestion. I thought you were just being <laughs> shitty, but you're not. Um, what is, you know, if they're into a weed setting and you're into an alcohol setting, what do you both look like at a zoo where the neither are present? <laughs> it's like a you know an animals in cages setting yeah right
1: or how would you behave in a hot tub
0: yeah <laughs> is our hot tubs in either camp do you think traditionally
1: i think a variety of substances can be enjoyed in yeah. a hot tub
0: yeah i agree or sober or hanging out by the pool i just think they're great yeah hot tubs
1: water, bodies of water
0: Especially as long as you're not hot too drunk or bubbles. high,
1: as long as you're not in danger sure, of Sure, yeah, don't hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. We yeah really but have like to say that. going to the beach, people love smoking weed and drinking at a beach. I mean, I don't know what kind of beach access you have. We're in LA. I'm very like yeah. focused on my specific lifestyle. Um,
0: in the Netherlands, the beaches probably aren't too warm.
1: Probably not what's happening primarily, yeah. Um, what do you guys have? Boat rides? Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I, I don't sure. know. I, I went to I went to Amsterdam like <laughs> yeah. once when I studied abroad. Um, and I remember doing like one of those little boat tours. That's fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, going for a walk that way you're like moving your body and, you know, chatting cause that can kind of liven things up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, now I'm just like, Hmm, what's an activity? What are activities?
0: <laughs> you know, what well, you're walking around a place where you have, you have to buy something. Oh, like, yeah, I need a, mm-hmm. I need a new, uh, Ottoman. But let's oh. just walk around that market together. Yeah. Maybe if we see something. Yeah, that's a date idea yeah. for a friend. Yeah. All right. Did we nail it? Is there anything more you want to say to MECF? <laughs>
1: yeah, I do want to say a couple other things, actually. Yeah, um, I think I want to kind of talk more generally um, about the mood state uh, that that this person might be in. Um, I want to say, you know, as I often like to, like good for you for trying to communicate what your needs are and your friendships and get specific about how to maximize um, you know your recreation and who you spend your time with because you know so many people are just you know, complacent, do what they do and don't bother to ask, how can I actually make this better and work better yeah. for myself? And so the fact that you're investigating this at all and trying to connect with other people over it is fantastic. Like it sounds like you are someone who is so well equipped to go out into the world and make connections because you're already doing it. Like we get to hear your story and hear a little bit about you and um, I don't know, some other third thing. It's <laughs> the structure of that sentence. I just wanted it to go differently. I don't know. But um, fucking congrats on that. Yeah. Good work. You're going to do it. You're going to find your people because you're trying. And so you can't help but do that. I'm all about the like putting your intention out there or whatever, whatever, being really clear about what you want is the first step towards actually getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's like the universe going, boom, here you go. Or just, you know, you are, you've dog-eared that point. And so you are now much more likely to be looking for it Mm -hmm. and so therefore you're much more likely to find it um i think there was something else i wanted to say oh yeah the other thing was um sort of appreciating and being grateful for the relationship dynamics that you do have and that you have had and appreciating the things about yourself that you've brought into these social dynamics in the past because often when we uh try to go for something new we kind of forget the old successes that we've had and i think it's really important especially if you're trying to get bold around standing up for your needs and what you want and you know jumping into the deep end in terms of interacting with new people it can be really scary and so you can kind of doubt yourself and feel like oh god like i'm the less than person i'm the person that wants something out of these people and nobody's gonna want what i have whatever whatever um but that's not true you've made these really great relationships that you've invested in and now you're ready to go to what is the next level for you again no value judgment on who does what activity but you are advocating for something better and it takes that step of I believe in myself enough to go get it and I am good enough and just because I'm deciding to bravely go out on my own in it um doesn't mean that I'm a loser or less than or not worthy of connection I think not to imply that any of that was what you were thinking but I think it's important to say
0: yes uh my mind likes to come up with excuses for why I should back out at the last moment when I'm about to do something alone or I'm about to uh yeah approach a person uh, seems interesting to me yeah just recognize those for what they are
1: yeah, and your mind always goes to the worst case scenario yeah. of like they're gonna think all the things that I'm most afraid are, are true yeah. about myself, yeah. and they're not. They're gonna meet you just as you are. Right? They're gonna they're gonna see you putting your best foot forward. Um,
0: and also, you're allowed to make a bad impression on somebody.
1: Fuck yeah! It doesn't
0: ruin. It. Others are not a single mind who like if you fuck it up with one person, then everybody else. everybody hears about knows. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Give yourself permission to do that, and I think that you'll form stronger relationships by just being yourself and allowing people to reject that.
1: Yeah, and the right people won't.
0: Yeah, exactly. Those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind.
1: Beautifully said.
0: I think I flipped it backwards. You're supposed to say the other one first, but –
1: Listen, I'm impressed.
0: Thanks. Mm -hmm. Well, you must matter then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To you, for sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: Because you don't mind. Yeah. Um, Great. Good luck out there.
1: Yeah. Go have some fun.
0: Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. All right. That's MECF. You ready for another question? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. yeah. That's right. Double free advice this
1: week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this one's from Keon Sum, K-E-O-N-S-U-M-M, on the Reddit advice subreddit. They ask... Am I wrong for not wanting to date a girl because her voice is too deep? (sighs) I'm attracted to soft-spoken girls.
1: How deep is too deep, Keon? (laughs) How deep is too deep? (laughs) That's what I need to know. As a deep-voiced woman, I need to know these details. Yeah,
0: so how does this feel for someone to ask uh, about a feature of yours that uh, they don't like?
1: Um, It feels fine because I've never – I'm aware that I have a deep voice. No one has ever told me it's 2D if I wouldn't date you. Um, I'm sure it happens, though. You know what I will say is sort of an equivalent Mm. of this. Um, I am kind of a height snob in the guys that I date. And the reason is because I like to feel small. Um, I like there to be that differential. And I think that with this person... He likes to feel
0: low-pitched. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, he likes to feel like he's more yeah. masculine on yeah. the spectrum of like how someone Sonically, speaks. Yeah. Sonically. Exactly. And so, you know what? Honestly, like no judgment. I totally understand. I think that you have to go out and find what you're excited about and attracted to. And you may stumble into someone who has a deeper voice than you would have anticipated that you'd be attracted to. But you like the rest of the mm. package and that changes your mind or that may never happen. I will probably never date someone who is four eleven. Mm. We're allowed to have things that we're attracted to, and we aren't, even Legions if they come of from our, bullshit our cultural fans shit. Just
0: hit unsubscribe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to see you go. Um, it's been real. We can be friends or not, but my point is, <laughs> I mean, it's up to them. It's up to them. I'm yeah, willing. Yeah. I'm of course willing. My point <laughs> okay. is like. You know, my point is that – what is my point? Why don't you tell me?
0: Um, I think the broader point is people are allowed to have sexual preferences. Yeah. And they don't have to be based in logic. Yes. You get away with they that. They never like, are. A lot of uh, people are trying to present a very presentable version of themselves these mm. days on, on social media. Just we're, we're in a much more visible culture. And, yeah. uh so you don't want to come off as discriminating, but people are allowed to discriminate in their yes. sexual preferences and who you want to date. Um, there are people that take this too far for their own sake, though. There's there's no yes. limit that um, you have to stop for somebody else's sake. You know, if you don't want to date uh, men under 6'10", then Morgan, you're welcome to have that preference. And maybe right. this guy only wants to date a real squeaker who's like... <laughs> In the 10,000 hertz plus range. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. But if you don't actually encounter people regularly who meet those criteria. And then then,
1: (gasps) they're not attracted to you. Yeah. And like the one that
0: you meet isn't, you know, just because they're your fetish doesn't mean that you're theirs. Right. So that you may want some people have too tight of uh, standards that hold them back from really connecting with people and then maybe, you know, loosen them up. A little bit for your own sake, just.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I think that we all deserve the chance to like fucking go for the gold and tr- try to date whatever our highest standard is. Yeah. Um. Yes. However, there may be times when you get the feedback that, okay, either that doesn't exist, like when you're searching something and you try to put too many filters on and it's like zero results. So if you're going out into the world with all your preferences and getting zero results, eventually your need for connection probably is going to overcome and you're going to have to drop a couple of those filters mm-hmm. and you'll find out like what's important to you, what isn't. Yeah. And the more that you put yourself out there in a way that's open and vulnerable and non-judgmental, nonjudgmental, the more you might be surprised by who actually ends up turning you on or pressing this or that button. Um, you know, and I don't know what your other preferences are, but I mean, I think dating someone who is a little softer spoken has a higher pitched voice That's not that hard to find. Yes. And you're not a bad person for feeling that way. Exactly. It's completely fine. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. And so I wonder, you know, I wonder what what you're looking for in asking this question. Is it permission to have that preference? Is it a desire for that preference to be changed or proven wrong? Get honest with yourself about, you know what kind of validation are you looking for in asking that mm-hmm. question? because as far as we're concerned, go go out there and, you know, date the highest squeakiest mouse you can find. Um <laughs> or if you're if you find yourself attracted to someone who doesn't fit that bill, you know, or or you know, whatever you're trying to, like see where you can push those limits of of mm-hmm. your your comfort zone or your attraction see, yeah. zone.
0: Yeah. See if you can um gradually add helium to the atmosphere in the rooms that you're in with them and then their voice will just naturally rise
1: yeah fuck yeah good idea yeah good idea are you sure this doesn't turn you on are you sure this doesn't make you very very horny
0: um are you asking me (laughs) or our listener I love uh, low pitched girls but that's you know I'm super gay so that's why
1: (laughs) girls with balls ideally (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah
0: No, I've never. I think high pitched voices are more likely to be annoying to me. Me too. Me I too. I yeah. do. I can think of a number of girls with low voices that I found attractive.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, doesn't make me gay. Yeah, I guess to me, I obviously I prefer lower pitched voices because they're yeah. more masculine and so obviously. A, I, well, well, I've made it pretty clear on this podcast that I'm heterosexual. So
0: no, but I'm just saying like. It could be a feature that indicates something else mm. to you, like it, other than not just obviously the way to go for. What well, I don't know what I'm saying. Fuck it, go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some like music happening around us that's very bassy, and so it's like this underlying vibration underneath everything that mm. we're saying. And Super masculine. <laughs> it's it's very masculine. I'm very turned on right yeah. now. Um. Yeah, I think we I think we tackled that one too. I mean, there was less to it, so there were a few less pieces to mm-hmm. kind of put together. Oh, I knew
0: I knew what I was doing and yeah, picking no, that smart, one second.
1: Very smart.
0: But the the general topic of am I wrong to yeah. be unattracted to not want to date somebody yeah. because of X quality of theirs? Um, Follow up though yeah. is if. Uh, a person asks for a, an explanation for why you don't want to date them. Oh. And it's a quality of theirs that they cannot change versus one that they can change. Is there an ethical difference in reporting that to the person? Like if it's something that someone can't change, you see be shaking your head. No, it doesn't. You should always just tell them why.
1: Oh, no. I, just, I guess my point is like that person shouldn't. It sh- if it's just because it's changeable or not, that doesn't change the fact that. You know, that person may not want to change it, you know, because you're more attra- – Right. It, it puts the onus on that person, I guess, to go, like, are you going to change this for me? Like, maybe not, you know. Yeah. Th- that person doesn't have to.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I, I agree that ultimatums don't establish a good uh relationship. A, I mean, even more so- on a more power. subtle
1: level than that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we can often kind of <laughs> – I mean, I just – got out of a relationship Mm -hmm. where I was desperately trying to change someone. And so I think I'm very much in that mode of like, don't try to change anyone (laughs) under any circumstances. Um, But the reality is that they do have to want to change. Um, And if you're going to make someone sort of feel rejected or bad about something they can't change, you might equally make them feel bad about something they could theoretically change. Okay. Does that make sense?
0: Um. Yeah, but if it's something that's under a person's control and they are willing to change it, then I think uh, sure it's it's worth telling them the thing. Be like, you know, yeah. if I'm allergic to your pet and so I can't be around you, sure. like it's just that. Sure. And they it are willing depends. to get rid of their pet or they, you know, didn't care for it anyway, like whatever.
1: It depends on the stage of the relationship. <laughs> yes, too. it does. Um, You know, but I've been like on a dating app and found out someone's height and been like, you know, I'm sorry, I honestly – that's not going to work for me. And that person was not pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I've done this before. I can't change that preference really necessarily. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. You know, we had a very, pretty much no history or anything. It was just like, you know, it, it's, it's sort of, it's, you, you at the beginning, you can have certain filters. And I think being clear about those preferences too is important. And just, It can often be a relief to someone who, um, you know, doesn't fit that bill from the get-go to hear, you know what, like, you're not my type because of X, Y, or Z. It has nothing to do with – it has nothing to do with something you could change. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather have someone tell me, um, you know, I only date girls that are less than 5'5". And then I would just be like, okay, that's just never going to be me. Thanks for letting me know. Goodbye. You know what I mean? mm Mm-hmm. If someone really likes short girls, where you get into danger of pissing someone off is if that person doesn't feel good enough for being that thing.
0: Like I only date people who are born women. If I say that, that might piss off somebody who became a woman later in life.
1: You picked a really uh, I know I did it on purpose thorny example. Um,
0: Oh, I know what I'm doing here.
1: I think you have the right to do that Mm -hmm. but I think that in that case you should probably be examining like what does that mean for you like what is the difference for you what is the hesitation for you um because obviously to that individual they feel like no I identify as a woman um and so therefore I am a woman and like your distinction on that is just kind of like arbitrary Mm -hmm. to me and it's I'm not less than because I was born into this or that. And again, it's their own opinion of themselves that kind of um, colors how they respond to it. Like for me, I love being 5'6". It's an average height. It works for me. I've never run into any problems with it. I don't have any shame about being that height. There are some years where I wish I was a little taller. But someone telling me, you know, they wouldn't date me because I'm 5'6", I'm like, fine says more about you than it it, says about me. It's not something
0: that you've been discriminated against historically for, right? Correct. So if it's something like being trans and that is a a point of pain already in a person's life, it's basically that person's security with that feature. Exactly. You bringing that up or not, it should be determined by if that person is secure with that thing or not.
1: Right. So if that trans woman is like, totally, I get it. Like I would rather be with someone who fully accepts me and doesn't see a distinction there I want to find that person and I don't have a problem with what I identify as or, you know, the body that I have, um, you know, kind of fine, go fuck yourself. Great. Um, But yeah, I mean, the fact that there is that potential history of discrimination and bias and, you know, probably getting rejected and and discriminated against in, in different contexts, you know, depending on how well they pass. There's just so many different dimensions on which, like you're pointing out, that there's potential for pain um, that, yeah, maybe more likely that they would react negatively because um, it's something that they – it's a wound.
0: I uh, don't know if either of us has the uh, oppressed person's credentials to answer this, but (laughs) – do well, you certainly not. there could be a point in a relationship where it's more offensive for someone to, in your mind, lie to you and say, no, it's for some external reason. It's not because mm. you're in a wheelchair that I won't date you or whatever it is, where it's like you believe that they're trying to protect your feelings and you're like just annoyed or disgusted. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you tell me the truth? I'd rather just hear the yeah. painful thing of we both know that it's because I'm trans or because of some, right. some other right. thing that – is to them probably the reason and then you should be honest
1: i pretty much have zero tolerance for dishonesty yeah at any point um so I, i don't i don't if if i find out that someone is like willfully withholding information from me and and Speaking to something that's not true. Out I, of an
0: intent for kindness, somebody not sharing the entirety of their feelings, I feel like you must have some room for acceptance of that. It's
1: different, of course. It's different to, Um, I would think it's different to lying. The li- Well, it's like where's the line between like selective withholding and lying? Mm-hmm. I'm someone who prefers no withholding. I'm very like, I want to know fucking everything. But sometimes there are things people haven't fully discovered for themselves. And I don't think that's lying to withhold it. Um, but me personally, I really, I want to know. I, I'm trusting you to tell me all of the relevant pieces as far as you know them. But, you know, it's like on a forum where it's like, to the best of my knowledge, this is true. Like, that's my expectation.
0: I think that generally that's your principle, but there are exceptions to that. There are times you don't want to know things.
1: Are you thinking of something specific in my life?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll tell you afterwards.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Joe Rogan does this all the time on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when he's um, talking about another, another it, comedian, he's like, I'll, I'll tell you later. Is
1: it, a, is it boundaries? boundaries? Well, now I'm like, I want to play this guessing game. <laughs> no, no, is it right. boundaries within a romantic relationship or parental or friendship?
0: Um, romantic. I still want to know. I'll tell you after. <sighs> you got to be. Patient. What do we
1: cut this part? You can just tell me now.
0: Nah. <laughs> this is good. Little this is your work. <laughs>
1: dick. This is my work. <laughs> okay. Um, We've gotten off on a tangent that no one gives.
0: Just in case that was uh, mumbled over and you only caught part of the audio. Morgan was saying was calling me a little dick. She wasn't saying that I had a little dick. So <laughs> if, if you're listening and you're considering me as a sexual partner, don't. Just, His just,
1: dick is normal uh, and great uh, yeah.
0: thank God okay everyone heard that part right great
1: normal and great
0: <laughs> okay
1: five stars yeah, would yeah. put inside and five again. Is five
0: is the max <laughs> just so you guys know it's not like five a, out of 10. it's not like a ten star system <laughs> it's not like five stars in this galaxy which we all know it is
1: exactly has... five stars
0: great um
1: seven when erect. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just kidding. I have no. I don't really remember. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, I
1: didn't have a ruler on that day.
0: Oh, I see. You're making an inch joke now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did we exhaust this topic? I think it really is interesting and you'll get a lot of different responses out of people about when it's right to be honest with a person about what, totally. what things are off topic for, or off limits from telling a person like, no, I'd never tell a person if it's like their smell that's the reason or like, yeah, mm. having too little of a dick. Like- if you date a guy who has just too small of a penis and that's really just been a problem for you that you can't overcome, is it helping him to tell him that? Is it kind to not tell him that? Is it something that.
1: Yeah. It's really. That's tough.
0: Un- also, you have to take into account the feelings of the person who's doing the telling. If it's very uncomfortable, if it's extremely uncomfortable for you to share something, do you still have that burden of being honest with a person for their sake? Like, do okay. you have to go through that for their sake?
1: I okay in the in the matter of dick size.
0: Okay, that's just an example, but you, you've got but
1: specifically dick size. Okay, you boys are yeah. so sensitive. It's about a good.
0: It. It's a good example, right? It's a because... really good
1: example because that shit will like fuck you up. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. That, that I've dated so many men that are like traumatized by certain things that women have said about their dicks and in all kinds of dimensions. Um, yes. We've been a
0: bit brainwashed by porn. Let me just say that my generation more than any other has exposed from a very young age to like, yeah, in the like women see other women's bodies in, in swimsuits in other settings, but guys don't really see each other's hard dicks that much, except in porn. And in that case, it's like a very skewed
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, portion of the population that's represented.
1: And because of porn, higher and higher rates of erectile dysfunction. But anyway, that's a topic for Mm -hmm. a slightly different day that isn't today. Um, My point is... Next week on free advice. No, I'm not going to tell some guy what.
0: (laughs) Next week on free advice. Next week.
1: (laughs) ED, the truth. Um, Yeah, I think men and their dicks have gotten so much messaging about what they should be able to do, how they should work, what they should look like all that shit mm-hmm. um and they put so much pressure disproportionately on that um yes i have had sex with people whose dicks were smaller than my preference um i've also had sex with people whose dicks were bigger than my preference and it's really more about fit
0: that was a very uh tactical tactful Thank way you. of Thank presenting you. that i appreciated it <laughs>
1: You're welcome. I mean, that's not the right response to I appreciate it, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. I'm trying to make a point about dicks right now. Go go for it. (laughs) Um, No, I would not tell those people I'm not going to date you because your dick is too small. Mm -hmm. Um, I would... I mean, I've had very satisfying sex and sexual encounters with people who, again, like had dicks that were smaller than my preference. I've also had really unsatisfying sex with people with great dicks. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's not a one-to-one sure. indicator. That's of- definitely
0: the message that as a society we should be broadcasting the counter program is yes. that like dick size is not the determining factor no. of sexual no. uh, experience.
1: But again, so given like we talked about earlier mm-hmm. – um. How people respond to your honesty is based on how they feel about that thing in particular, and so specifically with dick size, I would not. You can assume that guys are largely insecure about that, so it's one that. mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Um, Can you think of other areas that topics that people would be insecure about that fall into that realm?
1: Well, I mean, I think the converse um, would be like women being bashful about like what their pussies look like or smell like Mm. or taste like or their boob size, butt size, size. all that stuff. I mean, I used to be really self-conscious about all that fucking Mm -hmm. shit. Oh, my God. It was like I have the most problematic body on the planet. But I now realize, like, I don't. And the sexiest thing always is just confidence. And so the more that you can focus your energy on developing and cultivating a confidence with your body and a security in your body, that's going to serve you so much better than Walking around like you have to excuse yourself for having a certain rack or having a certain ass. It's like you have the unique ability to give someone a certain type of love, uh, a certain type of compassion and fun and spice. And, you know, you have your own cocktail of what it's like to be with you, Mm. like sexually, platonically, whatever. And so get curious. Find out what that is And just be that as 100% as you can, because no one else is going to be able to be you as well as you can be you. So you're going to be the best you, but you're not going to be the best Cindy from accounting. So the more that you can stop looking elsewhere for what should I look like and start looking at yourself for what do I like about myself? What can I emphasize? The less you're going to be wounded by someone going, oh, well, your voice is deeper than I would like. Yeah. Because you're going to be like, okay, that's fine. You know what else I have going on? Lots of fucking shit.
0: Right. <laughs> it still might hurt though if that's the person. Totally. You, you have your of hopes course. hung on. And the thing is though, you always, there will be another person. There always seems to be another one that comes yeah. along.
1: Yeah. But it's like the more, it's not black or white. The yeah. more you are secure in yourself, the less those things will wound you. Yes. Um.
0: But that takes time and that probably takes yes. getting hurt and learning yeah.
1: from it. And there, never will I ever tell someone that they don't have the right to be, like, heard about yeah. something. Hearing shit about yourself sucks. Yeah. And I've – yeah, I – you got to – to get good connection and feedback, you got to put yourself out there. And putting yourself out there often comes with fucking reeling in some garbage. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Uh, I think we nailed that one.
1: <laughs> nailed hear. it. I can't wait to hear about that thing that you were going to tell me.
0: Uh, do you have any advice you want to ask me for? or Do you want to do a – is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: I mean, literally, I'm just dying to jump right, off the podcast off. so you can tell me here. the thing you're withholding from Good me. Good night, everybody. I can't live in secrets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Morgan's going to work on this. And if you
1: have any um, requests for advice, mm-hmm. go ahead and give us an email at – FreeAdvicePodcast@gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com we cannot wait to delve into your weirdest grossest spiciest scariest questions um we are here for it yes good night i love you